Dab, Abby and Matt for breakfast. Hey, thank you for downloading today's podcast, everybody. Mega superstar Kate Walsh from Grey's Anatomy was on the show. Yes, she was. Um, and then we talk about as well something that um, doesn't happen as often now, but that's the school punishments, mm. like your detentions and suspensions. Canings. Canings. My dad was the one that got the cane. That was the last one. He was the last person in Australia to get the last, cane. Sorry, last era. All right. So right. the baby boomers. Yeah. So he was. He got it as a, a young kid, but definitely it was only for um, for men. Our teachers used to throw um, erasers at us, like the chalkboard erasers. Was that in the school um, like laws that they could? No, she was just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but looking back on it now, mm. I can can you see that your uh, behaviour is part of the reason? No. Oh, really? No. Oh, she never threw them at me, mate. Look at me. Glasses guy. We, we, we don't act up. Stav, glasses off. Here I go. Uh, all right, let's get into it. Here it is, the podcast. Stav, Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Alrighty then. The state will self-destruct in five seconds. The force is with you, young Skywalker. Woo! Good afternoon, good evening and good night. You know I love me my films. I'm a movie buff, used to work at Blockbuster Video, and I actually sought out that career. It was something I actually wanted to do. And I loved that job. I loved that job. I wouldn't have left it. You should uh, do something with Netflix. What, yeah. You can be a reviewer. For, you know, you can, for, for Netflix. Netflix. Huh. Yeah, haven't you seen those jobs that you apply for? It? you just got to be a heavy viewer. Mm, That's all they require yeah. for, and they do pay you for the reviews. Oh, well, there you go. But they've got to be positive. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> no, they're, they're open <laughs> to it. I used to review movies here on our website. And they're all, the, the, the boss was like, you can't bag out that the studios will hate this. You've got to like the film. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to say the sisterhood of the travelling pants was good. You no, can... you, you're allowed to be honest and <laughs> do it, and they do publish it. They're just not going to say the guy's a weirdo for falling in love with a octopus like you yeah, have. You've yeah, got to be a bit more constructive True. with your reviews. True. I have zero affiliation with anyone and so therefore <laughs> I just, whatever I think, I'm telling you. Mm. Well, a list has been compiled uh, of films and it's about uh, the most confusing films um, out there. And they've done it by they've looked at how many people have gone on to Google after watching the film and required a further explanation. Yep. So, you know, what is this movie about? Explain the ending of this movie for me. That kind of thing. Um, and they're all the sort of ones that you would expect, I guess. Um, 12 Monkeys, you guys know that one with Bruce Willis and Brad Pitt? Time no. travel, it's all very strange, no? Um, Blue Velvet, David Lynch. Any? Is that? No, I thought that was the one with the tailor. No. 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 What was that one? That was a horse. Blue Velvet? <laughs> Black Beauty? No. Mm. Elizabeth Taylor and a horse. Black Beauty. Red velvet. Oh. Red, there was some velvet. <laughs> yeah. It was definitely a velvet. <laughs> um, Vanilla Sky with oh, Tom Cruise. Yeah, that was, that's one movie that stuck with me because the ending was so, so horrendously stupid. shit. So I think stupid. I've seen it, but I can't remember it. Oh, that it just he... comes out of nowhere, right? It's like, here's this great big movie. Oh, my God. It was a dream. Mm. Yeah. You losers. <laughs> was it? <laughs> it was a dream. That's like yeah. finishing a assignment at school. Yeah. Um, the Shining uh, with Jack Nicholson. Uh, That's an old one, isn't old it? Old one, yeah. Yep. We're really, Kubrick. you're not That's liking right. this, are you? No, 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 like, uh... But what I discovered in looking at this, um, I realised that it's not just us that is confused by films. Um, Siri is also confused by films because I asked her to explain some of the films that are on this <laughs> list and she has got no idea about some of them. Uh, for instance, here's what she says about the classic uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, The Terminator. Just more misunderstood cyborgs getting fried to a crisp, but I heard that the governor of California was in it. 
<laughs> right. That's very... <laughs> and see how she sides with the androids because she's a computer. This she like, <laughs> poor cyborg's getting fried to a crisp. Um, another one, you'll know this one, but it, it was rather confusing for a lot of people. Huge movie. They're doing a fourth one, The Matrix. Yep. Yeah, you know, Good the Matrix. Movie. Great yes. movie. Great, great. Even, I, I even like the sequels controversially. Here's what Siri thinks The Matrix is about. It's about T.A. New Reeves and reality and red pills and blue pills and black leather and guns, but mostly about T.A. New Reeves. Okay. <laughs> he's a great guy, T.A. New Reeves. Always on the subway. You see pictures of him on the subway. I, but I think she's doing that on purpose. Yeah. No. Yeah, I think she is. Um, a lot of them, are actually, most of the ones on the on the list are from um, Christopher Nolan, who is a fantastic director. He's got Tenet in the, at the cinemas at the moment, which is, it, you have to see it three or four times to work out what it's about but it's one of his first films was memento has anyone seen that with guy pierce every day he he has no memory every day he wakes up and he doesn't remember what's happened sometimes 50 first dates <laughs> kind of is he a cop uh he's he's a dete- he's trying to find the murderer of his wife and he's okay. covered in tattoos to remember everything everything that happens he writes it down i think he only remembers for like 20 minutes at a time right. it's like a goldfish right. um and it's it is very confusing and it's played out backwards um so i asked um siri what uh, that movie was about I forget. <laughs> She's watched it, though. <laughs> yeah, she has. Isn't she good? Uh, and the number one one that people searched that uh, that were confused about was a Christopher Nolan one. I think you've all seen it. Inception. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, here's what Siri thinks Inception is about. Inception is about dreaming, about dreaming, about dreaming, about <laughs> dreaming, about something or other. I fell asleep. It's <laughs> fast. <laughs> I like it. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. A mother um, of a student at Victoria Point State's High School has made a very interesting comment, and I agree with her, but it's something that students wouldn't like anyone to admit. And this starts because uh, the Education Department confirmed that there was a, a, a fight, there was an injured teacher as a result of a fight that happened on Tuesday. They're saying it involved a small group of trespassers yeah. and also five students on board. Um, so apparently there was a fight, and one of the mothers said, I understand that my daughter should have been disciplined. Um, she wasn't actually... Actually, she was an onlooker. She wasn't involved. Right. Who knows if she's telling her mum the right thing. But anyway. Mm-hmm. In the she group. Was... That, that was the... And look, you know it's bad now that you're growing up when the crowd would mm. come around a fight in the mm. lunch yard. Mm. Yeah. Well, she's saying that she agrees that her daughter should have been punished. She understands that she should be disciplined. But what her major problem is, is that her daughter has been suspended as a result of it. And she says that punishment doesn't fit the crime. Suspending kids is not a punishment. They actually enjoy it. Mm. And in-school suspension would kill my daughter because they have to sit in the office and do homework and have lunch at different times. 12-year-old girls, or 12-year-olds, sorry, only go to school to socialise. So that would be the killer. That's a very good right. point. Yeah. We had uh, we had both at our school. We had Did the, you? the suspension, suspension, and then I think they realised... That it was the guys who were getting suspended were playing Xbox and having a good old time while the parents were at work. And that was a private school, right? No, that was the state, state school. school. Uh, so then they had in-school suspensions. But at the private school, they had the worst thing, mm. which was the Wednesday afternoon detention where you had to stay back. Yeah. And then they had a Saturday detention where you would have to go to school. Eight o'clock, you had to be there. With a really angry Saturday teacher morning. who got the short straw. Yep, yep. Mr. Marks. 
He was he was a, uh, had quit smoking and was always <laughs> chewing on nicotine gum and was the angriest man you've ever met. That's, uh, then you have a, a cool music montage and you fall in love and you're the <laughs> breakfast club. And, you... <laughs> and you'd have to go full school uniform and uh. that would make you do labour around the school. See, our school didn't have stuff. suspension because it would punish the parents who were paying because yeah. I went to a public school and then asked to leave, went to a Catholic school. Yeah. So they didn't want to punish them. So it, everything was in-house. Mm. So you had to do work during lunch. You then had to go and help the priests and the nuns. You had to really help because they, they lived on campus. Oh, that's right. That little house that they lived in. There. It was a big yeah. house. Not yeah. a little house, but right. a big house. And you had to go and serve them breakfast. Wow. Yeah. What did they like? Oh, and help out. A hot breakfast. Yeah. Like that stayed with me for life. They'd be praying for people to get suspension. <laughs> make, them, make them own breakfast like yeah, a bacon, bacon. They had bacon and eggs after prep. Um, so you had, to do, you had to do stuff like that. And you did have to work during lunch. Like yeah. you'd have to help um, the the um, groundskeeper mm. do lawn mowing or painting or anything yeah. like that. We used to call it like the the scab line, and they used to make everyone line up at lunchtime. So it wasn't in a group. They mm. would make them line up, and then the scab line would come through picking up everyone's rubbish. Oh. So it was like a big, long like conga line. Yeah. And the best thing was if you weren't in the scab line, you were able to hand your rubbish oh to them. So they would come uh, through at lunchtime, and you could be like, hey, hey, Steph, Steph, <laughs> Steph, come here. Yeah. And you could give them and shame them and be like, can you take this to the And how many times me? were you that person say, collecting it, though? <laughs> I the way he's laughing. You would have been in the scab line most get, of the time. Oh, I, was, I only went to that school for a year and a half. Yeah. Um, I didn't get in a lot of trouble at the Catholic school. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so um, it was more, that was high school. Primary school was where I was the worst. But uh, that was good. You got good after that. Imagine if they suspended us here. They at can. Home, they can suspend <laughs> yeah. you at work. Can they? But you have to really yeah. pretend that you don't want it. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, like you said, it's not a punishment, and that's what people are doing wrong. Students mm, mm. this day and age are going. Oh, awesome! You yeah. suspended me. No, no, no. You got to go. Oh, no, no. What? But I want to learn. Reruns of Oprah. No way. Oh. If you get suspended at work now, though, it is bad because you don't get paid. Oh, okay. See, that's what you need to remember. It's not like... I should have asked you about how many times you've been suspended from work. Surprisingly, never. Stacks are written warnings, Mm -hmm. but never never suspended. Are you saying that written warnings don't work? Because isn't there supposed to be three? That's true. Three in your hour. Stack. You'd be good. I only got one. Oh, I don't know. From work. See, mine would never have to get it from the... Does it reset? Because I think I've got two. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Do you? Written ones? Yeah. No, they don't. Mine reset because I left the company and came back. Right. So then they reset, but because you've never left the company, oh. yours is still there on the like See, I left, points. so mine are all reset. Oh, well, I'm on thin ice, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Abby and I are on our opens. Have you kept still... them? Uh, probably. Who signs them? The GM. Uh, yeah. it, by the way, we should say this is for just like a little naughty things we've done on air. This is not for harassing anyone in the workplace. Oh, we're saying that. No, you shouldn't yeah. guess. What we're saying is go backwards. Don't don't get suspended. Yeah, don't do yeah, anything don't bad. That's the moral of the story of what we're saying, which might have been missed, is don't get into fights. Don't do anything wrong. No. <laughs> strong strong message. Abby just looked down the barrel of the camera and gave a thumbs up. Yeah, then, thumbs up. So you know it's for real. Be good. Stab go better learn. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105.
I grew up in a Bogan family. My husband grew up in a Bogan family. Working class, although my mum always likes to pretend that we're classy and that's fine. And we can. We can pretend that we're classy and we like to dress up and go out at times. But my husband's always the person that brings down the team. <laughs> and last night we went to the Lions um, Club Championship. He looked good. I saw Congrats. you on the ground. He did, didn't he? Nice. Is that a brand new jacket? Yeah. So I con- like it. Congratulations to Lockie Neal, who picked it up. Um, and it, it was... <laughs> It's a nice venue to go to, right? Yeah. And you, it's a cocktail, so you still need to dress up a little bit. And we have this issue every time that he goes out because he has one classy shirt, and that is a Hugo Boss shirt that is pink that he got given when he was a groomsman at mm. our friend's wedding. Well, it, he, is, it is nice when you when they do say, don't worry, boys, I've got it. you can keep your shirt. And the and reason they did that out. is because they know how tacky they all are, so they were yeah. like, we'll buy it with our brand mm. and then you can keep it. Mm-hmm. So that's the one that he'll always wash and re-wear. But remember, there was an incident when we went to a wedding at the W Hotel where a guy <laughs> ripped my husband's shirt. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he ripped it open at the buttons. All yeah. the buttons fly everywhere. So that's the only shirt that he has. I'm like, oh, my God. So half an hour before we go, he goes, what am I wearing again? So no, you're a grown man and you need to start dressing yourself. And he goes, fine, I will. And I was like, oh, here we go. Yep, yep. You made so it, he went yep. downstairs and was going through everything and he found this blue jacket that he'd bought that he hadn't wore. And then he wore it with a bright aqua shirt mm-hmm. that he got for $10 somewhere. Mm-hmm. Lowe's? Yeah, I think so. Bright aqua with black pants mm-hmm. and brown I'm shoes. It. I'm liking it. Would you wear aqua with a blue? It looked I mean, ho- horrible. And my mum just looked and went, oh, dear. I wouldn't. <laughs> but I think what happens with your husband is people go, what is that guy wearing? And then he goes, g'day, guys. And everyone goes, makes sense. Like, so I said to him, I said, his I don't... personality fits that outfit. But I, what, a clown? Because I said, I don't care, mate. If you want at this stage, you can get out your safari suit, which is his, his lifeline safari suit. Yeah. That he loves to wear. Yeah, it would have stood out, but at that point I was just like, I don't want I want to go dress myself. You just do you. Tell him to call me, you know what I would have done, which I have done in the past? Blue tack. Oh, blue, together? Blue tack it together. It's yeah. funny you say yeah. that you because blue tack the buttons he then on. went downstairs and he found some old pants, some beige pants, mm-hmm. and he found a white white shirt. And then he goes, Have you got any hair clips? I said, Why? And he goes, Oh, you probably don't want to know. Yeah. Can I just have some hair clips? Done that one too. So, oh my god. So he went and got some bobby pins, and I walked into the room, and I saw him hemming his pants that were way too long with bobby pins. Mm. I said, mate, that's not going to work, because everyone's going to see it. Remember when I used underwear as my little... Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're the same. You're both bogans trying to pretend to be classy. So what do you think he ended up hemming his his pants oh, with? Some sort of spack filler gun Because that didn't thing. work. I was like, he goes, he comes in, he goes, you're right. I both say it at the time of three, because I guess you can get this. So I said to him, mate, you can see the thing, and he goes, that's fine. I've got it. So he went and hemmed his pants with... Three, two, one. Fishing line. Gaffer. Gaffer fixes everything. Oh, there we go. Gaffer fixes everything. Because I thought maybe he'd (laughs) sewn it with fishing line, because fishing line technically sees through. He's still sewing. He's still still sewing. sewing. Yeah. Well, I I, (laughs) I just thought he would have looked around, got a fish hook, used that. So, I mean, he did look okay in the end, but I'm like, you've going to have to try and get clothes out Mm. before, and I'm not doing it anymore, so I'm leaving it up to you. I disagree. I think you actually are. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. No, I think I'd want someone else to start dressing him. He can can FaceTime you and say, does this match? Because the guy just cannot, he just cannot determine if that matches with that. Maybe he's colourblind. 
No, he knows what colour it is. No, he just doesn't he care. Just doesn't know. <laughs> I don't think he cares. That's the issue. I think... If you, I think if you honestly want him to look a certain way, you have to be the one to do it. Because otherwise, he's not. it's not going to matter to him. But you need to I understand. can guarantee you that he was the only man that had gaffered his pants at that venue. It's a football club. I'm not 100 on that. Well, no, because they get dressed. <laughs> oh, they, they get yeah, dressed. Yeah, they have a, a beautiful but, pink you know person you, you that know. dress them. In his defense, though, the girls gaffer their boobs up. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is not. Yeah, you know, point. No that one is, judges that them. That is invisible tape. How dare you? No one judges them when they strap those things to their shoulders. <laughs> Good point. Uh, Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Babies, babies, boys or girls. Babies, babies, nobody knows. Babies, babies, girls or boys. Will it all of Brisbane know? With a gender reveal and it's going to be really big. I thought I was alone with my obsession with gender reveals. I thought maybe people are over them. They think they're really corny. I think they're bigger than ever, to be honest. Oh, that's so good to hear. Because I do love them. It's just the excitement of it. And it doesn't matter what gender they are. It's just everyone's happy about it. In your mind. It's just... They are, because it's such a joy. Not all the time. To bring a child into the world. Stop it, you guys. Everyone's going to be happy. Admit it. Sometimes you watch ones from other cultures because you know they're not going to be as happy with the reveal. I like seeing them pretend to be happy. But still, they do be happy. Oh, but look, we said it, look- is, it is fun to watch the one that you showed me yesterday, which was a, an American dad who was about to have triplets, and he popped all three balloons, and they all came out pink, and you couldn't help but see. I don't think he was disappointed. He was like, my lie. <laughs> he, just, he just knew. <laughs> the triplet ones are the best. Three girls, teenage years, omga. But we said that we're going to do a gender reveal for someone. So if you're wanting to find out the gender and you're going to soon and you want a gender reveal, then we're, we're, your, we're your team. Mm-hmm. We're going to do oh. a big one. But one thing that we need to be aware of is I think it's more accurate these days because we're learning a lot of people are getting um, the, like the harmony test the and you can test. find out your gender mm. from 10 weeks. Is that also the, the nip test? Yeah, Isn't that's the same? Yeah, harmony nip test. Right, okay. Yeah. And yeah. you find out a lot of information, including the gender. But you normally had to, before that came out, um, maybe five years ago, you had to wait until your 19-week scan yeah. by the sonographer. And occasionally, they had been wrong. Mm-hmm. And we want to hear on 131060, did you find out at your 19-week scan? And they're like, it's definitely a boy. You went and bought all the boy stuff. And then, surprise, in the delivery room, it was a girl. Did you find out that you were having a different gender than <laughs> I you actually were? It would actually be quite... Because we had that like small bit of it where at the 12-week scan she said, well, I shouldn't probably tell you, but I will tell you it's a boy. And then, But the, they do say a hundred times in that they go, but it's, it's well, not it's accurate. It's not accurate. Too close. Not she, she, wasn't that, weeks. she was just kind of like, I should, she actually said, she didn't say that. She said, I shouldn't tell you this, but I'm like, she said it was like, I'm 80% sure it's a boy. Right. She right. shouldn't. At 12 well, weeks, no. you can't tell. Well, yeah. Um, but there was a little bit of me that was, because I had really gone for a boy, you know, and you, you plan out that life. So if you'd done that for the entire duration of the pregnancy, mm. it, it would be a bit of an issue, I reckon. Uh. My, uh, our obstetrician, when we were like, we wanted to find out with Eden, she's like, oh no, we call that a cheeseburger. Yep, you're having a girl. It's like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> she's like, oh sorry, that's what we say between ourselves as doctors. Oh. Is that okay? I was like, whatever. Because we didn't want to find out for the second, our second one. Mm. We didn't want to find out, but you could see. Uh huh. Of course, it's Scotty's. Yeah. Scotty's boy. Oh, please. <laughs> Did I have Is to that hear what that? he said? Yeah, of course he did. Everyone. Ugh. If it's a cheeseburger, what's uh, the other one? Uh, sausage? Yeah, I guess Hot dog. So. 
Hot dog, hot dog. yeah, hot dog. yeah, mm. hot dog. Uh, well, the phones are alight, so that's what we're asking on thirteen ten sixty. Did they get the gender wrong? <laughs> I'd love to hear someone who's like, yeah, because we're not going to do blue. that though. Oh no, no, because gonna... we we can we can pay and get that test because oh, yeah. I think it's ninety nine point nine percent knowing our luck. Twenty twenty, of course. Yeah, <laughs> imagine that. We, we're we're blowing off fireworks. Yeah. You know the the story bridge is alight in colour and the point one percent affects Stavabia Matt. Zay in Springfield Lakes. When does this happen to you? It actually happened to my brother five years ago. <laughs> Him and my sister-in-law were told at the 20-week scan that they're having a boy. So my brother, being a painter, went ham on the room, decorated it, the clothes, everything was for a boy. Come time to deliver, it's a girl. <laughs> when oh, they no. sent you that text message, what was your reaction? <laughs> I died. I was like, oh, Yay, because I bought them a gift. You know the little elephant, like the blue and grey elephant pillow set? Yeah. With the little onesies and stuff, all that. I got it ready to go over. And then we got the picture and he's like, we had a girl. And I'm like, were you excited or? And he's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, actually, but you, he was ready for a boy. Yeah. If you work at a baby shop, give us a call on 131060. How often do people return things and say it's because the gender was wrong? Mm. Like, oh, imagine yeah. if you could be like, look, I don't have my receipt, but <laughs> swear <laughs> to God, I thought it was going to be a boy. You just have to find a forum where they've done it too, so you can just swap, swap everything. Over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nikita in Rothwell, has this happened to you? Uh, yeah, actually, with my youngest. Right through my whole pregnancy, they said boy. Mm-hmm. I had a cesarean. Even on the operating table, they said definitely boy because they ultrasound and everything. Mm-hmm. She came out, sorry, you got a girl. <laughs> oh, so they said sorry? Yep, you got a girl. And I, mean, I had all boy stuff at the hospital. I had that's all the thing. boy stuff. You're always happy, but it's just that shock because, you, like you said, everyone was prepared. Did you just yeah, dress well, I've all? I've got in... one boy and four girls. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> so I was hoping for the boy. <laughs> oh, there you go, Robin. Wrong gender. Hey, Robin. Yeah, hi. I got my baby. Also, we got a, we got Sorry. a bad line there. We'll get them to their producers to check in with you. All right, but Lauren and Redland Bay. Let's hope your line's okay. It's happened to you too. Yes. Oh, well, I'm actually a midwife, ah. <laughs> um, and we had a woman who came in. It was her sixth baby. She'd had four boys and one girl. Her whole pregnancy, she was told she was having a second little girl, and I looked after her in labour, and we kept calling a little girl the whole time, and sure enough, she was kept saying to me, she goes, it just doesn't seem right. It feels like my boy pregnancies. It, I just don't know. And sure enough, this baby came out as a little boy. Oh, she just had a sense for it. She had a fifth boy, yep. Oh. And I bet you all along doctors would have been going, as if you have a sense, yeah. we know science, <laughs> we can see. Oh, midwives, no, we have a sixth sense. And when a woman tells us something's not right, we usually go with their trust instincts. So had you seen it happen before as well? Like oh, it- multiple times, oh. yeah. Really? That was probably the funniest one, though, because she just kept saying to me, she goes, I don't think it's a girl, I think it's a another boy and I was like oh we'll be we'll be fine like we'll see how we go and sure enough it came out a little boy Lauren what's the percentage of people that don't find out these days because it seems like most people know yeah, it, oh, for me personally, it's quite a 50-50. Like, some people do, some people don't. 
a lot of first-time parents I'm finding do find out because they do they have that excitement, whereas mm. sometimes a woman who's already had a couple of each doesn't mind. She just goes with the flow. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely a lot more exciting in the in the birthing room when, um, when we don't know. It makes it a little bit more exciting mm. to get Dad to have that first look and tell us what it is. Not just you, Laura, like for yeah. you as well. Like every day yeah. is a gender oh, reveal yeah, for you. Yeah, absolutely, oh, yes. everyone. <laughs> if you go to theatre and um, the whole theatre team doesn't – no one knows what it is and yeah. so everyone gets excited. It's a really um, – it's a beautiful moment, yeah. Well, hit us up, the Stab Abby and Matt Facebook page, if you're pregnant at the moment and you want to be part of it. This is going to be the biggest gender reveal Brisbane has ever seen. It's – Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Alpha Bucks tomorrow. Uh, it's worth $10,000. It'll be the 23rd of October. Your letters to practice are B and R. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Happy anniversary, baby. Got you on the mind. Uh, now, Generally, once you get married, most people just concentrate on their their wedding anniversary. You know, like some people do do both, like your first date. We got married the same day we met. Clever. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. brilliant. So Esther and I, we don't always celebrate the day that we met, but we make note of it. Like we don't do presents or anything. But today actually marks 15 years to the day that Esther and I met each other, which when you think about it, I'm 33, so nearly half my life. Um, I've been lucky enough. First half was rubbish. To have her. Oh, it was complete rubbish mm. until she completely, of course, completed you. Completely. Should we ask her how she feels about it? Or should we just like it? Uh, <laughs> you feel? Do you feel? You feel the same, babe? She's on the line. Yeah, of course. Yes, yes. I actually still remember the first time we actually spoke because when you walked into a party at my friend's house, and I remember you walked in and I turned around and looked at you, but I actually remember the first place we spoke. Out in the back courtyard, and I remember thinking, "Man, she's uh, she's pretty hot." <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember. What did you guys talk about? Do you remember that? Yeah, you say what you tell them. I remember as well. <laughs> How soon is too soon to move on after a breakup? Oh, you're straight in. Oh, who? So Maddie asked that, or you did? No, I was having a conversation with my friend about it, and he walked into the conversation. Right. Oh. Yeah, because she. And I guess up. he would have heard that it was about you, and said. Do you know there's no real limit? Yeah. I reckon when like straight away. Yeah, what time is it? That's exactly what he said. <laughs> 100%. 100% is what it was. Um, but I was thinking about it yesterday, and we were having a bit of a chat, babe, just about, you know, and I remember this from my grandparents always said, you know, um, it's about the time that you spend together. My parent, grandparents have been together for like 60 or 70 years. Mm-hmm. And if you really break down, you know, uh, in a relationship, the experiences you share together, Mm -hmm. that is really one of the most important things. And I've been very lucky. Like, Esther has brought, without a doubt, the most amount of joy to my life and the greatest things that I treasure. Um, But the things we've done, babe, we've lived in, I realised, six different cities around the country, Mm -hmm. twice on the Gold Coast, twice in Brizzy. (laughs) We've lived in, I think, 18 houses I could count. Yeah, something like that. Eighteen huh? moves, and you survived you that. Together. So that's yeah. good. Yeah. That's eighteen <laughs> items of furniture from IKEA that you would have put together, even more. Oh God, exactly. Mm. Um, yeah, Esther's actually the first person I ever left the country with. Until until we got married, I oh. never left the country. We had our um, our honeymoon in Thailand, mm-hmm. uh, and we've been to New York since then. 
We raised uh, a young boy from three to 18. Mm-hmm. So we've raised an adult. Um, two more kids. Esther had him for the first three years. <laughs> they didn't pick him up in the wilderness or anything. <laughs> oh, no, you know we did. We, we, uh, he we was raised born. by wolves for the first three years, <laughs> yeah. and they managed yeah. to get him back yeah. into society. Uh, eight <laughs> nieces and nephews, um, 54 birthdays between the two of us and all, oh, of, our, all of our kids. Oh, yeah. and, and the kids as well. Okay, yeah. Why is that 54 <laughs> celebrations? You love a birthday. Yeah, we're old. How many Christmases? 14, about to be 15. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you work that out? He's so good at maths. He's very good at maths. I love Christmas. <laughs> the one that I, you know, and look, we we um, have had our problems along the way. You know, we, we broke up a lot of times in the early days. Um, yeah. And we I'm, still fight like, you we, know, we have a good one from time to time. It's not fighting, Esther. It's just flirting. It's all good. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's the thing. It actually is. Mm. Yeah. Just, the tension yeah. builds up and, you know. <laughs> well, that is the thing. When I it, release it, the valve. <laughs> in, the, in the middle of the fight, I'm like, mm, I need to, need to say sorry for this pretty soon. Uh, <laughs> but, look, we did in the early stages of our relationship when it did look like it wasn't going to go great, we did go to counselling together and it was one of the best things I think we did because it helped me yeah. to understand, you know, I always thought, well, it's Esther's problem. And then you learn when you go to counselling. It's the worst when you go to counselling and you're the one that suggests it because you oh. think it's the other person and they say it's all you. <laughs> it's devastating. And you're like, should we try another one? And they go, no, this no. counsellor's great. And you're like, really? I don't even know their credentials. You booked it. Well... <laughs> <laughs> But do you know, do you know the number of of breakups that we had? Oh no! I mean, I could probably go through Facebook and work it out. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Every time you change that's your you relationship, you don't count those. Though. They don't get eliminated no. from the actual fifteen years. I no. Don't think. no, no, no. I don't no, think so. Like, I think the longest was four weeks, something like that. <laughs> that oh, was right. six. That doesn't even count. Six. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that was the last one because I remember you told me that we were done, like fully done. Yeah. I was done with you. Oh, you were. Why? What was the reason for that breakup then? Do you remember? I I can't even really remember. We were living in different cities at that point. Mm. And it was just too hard. Like I was, you know, mumming and he was partying. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And look, I I think I, in in those days, I probably wasn't very, um, I was terrible at communicating. Mm. My arrogance Mm. was up pretty high. You know, that. (laughs) And I'll be honest with that, you know, and I probably didn't appreciate you the way that I should have. Um, but, yeah, I was trying to work that out, but I remember our last breakup and I can remember sitting on the front stair at the front of my house just begging Esther to take me back. Like, Hot. it was, it was, it was honestly, like, if someone walked past, they'd be like, you are so sad. And I just remember she kept saying no, and then it just made me want her back more and more. So, yeah. Yeah. Only get stuck to your guns. <laughs> no, no. It's funny though because he hates losing. So in a mm. way, we're probably here because I said no. Oh yeah, completely. <laughs> if no. I had said yes, we probably would have broken up the next week. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been the best fifteen years of my life so far, oh, baby. Me too, baby. All right, I me love too. you. I love you. I love you too. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. As a reward for Queenslanders, up to 40 people at a time will be able to dance at weddings. So we've had restrictions in place for a reason here in Queensland, but as they lift, as we have no numbers, no positive numbers of COVID-19, mm-hmm. it's exciting, but it's confusing of the changes. And I was speaking to uh, someone who was going to a wedding and she said she got asked by the bride and groom, 
are you going to dance? She's like, what? <laughs> they said, because we're trying to work out who are the 40 that would like to dance because on the 1st of November it gets lifted to only at weddings, dance floors are allowed to open to 40 people. And I think there's only 40 people at a time, but their bride and groom wanted to work it out so that they don't have to hire a security to have a clicker. Oh, right. Oh, so you pay extra to, for them to manage the dance floor, whereas if you just say, hey, these are your wristbands Wrist for the dance floor. Well, they said sense. it was a winery and they have their staff, but they don't have security, so yeah. they'd have to get security in to monitor it. How do you stuff. pick, though? Well, they just said, do you want to? And she's like, well, I don't know. Is it rude to write back saying, what drinks are you serving? <laughs> if there's no spirits, I if won't be no dancing. I'll be fine, you know, or is there cocktails? Oh, you, so she's like, I don't, really, Cosmos, you're I don't really know what to do. And her husband was there going, you know you want to dance, you know you're going to get up. She goes, but I don't want to say I want to have an impromptu yeah. dance. Yeah. But I can't. And then it's come out saying, well, we probably won't have kids mm. dancing. So the 40 people that dance, and you've got to remember, this is a lot of pressure. Yeah. Because the rest of the people at the <laughs> wedding will be watching, watching those you. 40 people dance. There'd also be like a feeling of, am I going to take away a dance from someone that wants to dance more than I want to dance? <laughs> and then what about if someone's on the dance floor and you're like, hey, it's my turn now, come on, let's chat tag team, yeah. and they're still up there. My thoughts would be younger people first. Like if it's bonus if, thinking. You'd have to say that the the parents of the bride and groom for like the first dance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but then they won't want to dance the whole night. So are you going to let them have a dance ticket just well, so they can be part of one dance. I think that's just for this dance. wedding. I think the all other weddings is just 40 at a time. You don't know So either. I don't know if they're the same 40 people. I think you're just able to 40 on the dance floor. But that's hard for staff. It's really it hard, for, hard staff. for staff. It is. We've yeah. actually got a security guard on with us now. And these rules, the dancing rules, don't come into effect till the 1st of November. But this is a man who's been on the front line for months now as pubs and nightclubs have opened. And he's had to ask people to sit down. <laughs> Dean, thank you for the great work you've been doing. Good morning, good morning. How hard has it been? Have you had to say, hey, I'm going to take the drink if you don't sit down? Yes, it, we're, on a regular basis, it's been very difficult. But, you know, the great thing about it is that we have stopped the ability of these terrible dancers. You know, the guys that get a few bricks <laughs> start dancing the unknown beat. <laughs> so we've cured the bad dancing thing, and people start to pick and choose their dance moves very carefully. They're going to break a rule. <laughs> I guess. Would the other flip side of the coin be as well, um, because people can't get up, uh, and they weren't even allowed to like be at the bar. Have you seen a decline in in violence and like pushy shovey stuff? Yes, yes, it's 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 really really toned down. So the other classic was on the dance floor was a great time to make a move on a girl where you just and social, is it still social distancing? Well, guys would always you know lead with the groin. That we always thought girls would like that. So no, <laughs> no, no girl liked. It. I know you didn't, well, but that's what we can did. Can you make that known to everyone right now that you <laughs> never lead with that? Like it's just a weird. What happens now that they've got to sit? Well, if you lead with the groin, I'm pretty sure you're going to be restrained and thrown out. Yeah. So, yeah. so well, like, if, pe if people want a dirty dance, do you just find one person straddling another person on a chair? Well, it's getting it, it's starting to sound very incestuous because you have to know the person while you're doing it. Ah, so. uh, yeah. oh, so the, yeah, you can't pick up that way. You just can't pick up. You can't pick up strangers anymore. So, in all honesty, how hard has it been? I guess for the it, the industry. It it's been very, very hard for the industry, and hopefully those rules will uh, break down and we'll start getting back to normal again. It'll be fantastic. But mm. it makes the job very, very difficult. I mean, you know, you're meeting interesting people, you're restraining them and throwing them out. That's pretty much what's happening on a regular basis these days. So, Because yes. have, you, have you had to kick people out because they refuse to go by the rules of sitting down to consume? I mean, now it's been lifted. You're allowed to stand and drink. But what was it like at those moments? Yes, it was. Yeah, we had to ask quite a few people to leave. 
I think a lot of people don't understand the rules and regulations yeah. because it is very grey. But getting back to your wedding plan, I quite like the idea. We're thinking that we've already got a wedding dancing plan for COVID-19 safe anyway. We decided to rope off the uh, the wedding at uh, the dance floor like a wrestling ring <laughs> and have like tag team dancing. And of course, you know, once you finish your groove, you can tag the other guy who comes in, but with your elbow, of course. Of course. Oh, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And, uh, mm-hmm. and as an extra, you can always throw John Cena in there as the, as the uh, marriage show with them. So, <laughs> no, no one will see him. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I see what you mean. So yeah. if you, but imagine that you're in the middle of the dance floor, cutting a rug, and then you see all the faces around you looking. You're like, come on, me, tag me, come on, I love this song. This is my favorite song. Please, please. please? <laughs> no, you well, got the best meal at the wedding. You got the I chicken gave you and the I chicken. <laughs> got the fish. And you got to put up with the argument that the, the dancing's fake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a what a nightmare! Because there's no indication of when it's going to come into pubs and clubs yet, is it? I mean, it's just forty allowed on the first of November for weddings. That's right. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, so I it's take... going to be very difficult. We're, yeah, we're... Well. Difficult changes. Yeah. When... I think on the first of December, I think they're going to allow fifty people right. in home and public spaces and unlimited dancing at weddings. I think it's happening on December the first. I think okay. stage six. I think. Well, right. when they announce it. We need to be there at midnight mm-hmm. for the first dance. Mm-hmm. For the first post-pandemic dance. Or was it the 1st of December? Or oh, whenever they announce. You, we're going to do a post-pandemic at the disco? Right. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. Well, make, sure, make sure you're calling me. We will. You can be our security, Dean. I shall. I shall be your security. and make sure that you guys' dancing uh, aspirations are up to the, a certain limit as well. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, appreciate your time. Thanks for calling in. Thank you, guys. See ya. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. That's the podcast, guys. Have a great one. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105.